Hello and good morning. Happy Friday to everyone. My name is Nathan Hirsch. This is your Morning Bucket Joe here on Talk the Plank on the Fan First Sports Network. Another round of late night bucking for the Pirates last night as they were defeated by the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-2. The Pirates lost 3 out of 4 in the series. They are now 40-47. and 47. Let's get into it. Johan Oviedo got the start for the Pirates, and his line didn't look great. Overall, six and two-thirds innings pitched. You like to see that, but five earned runs given up. In the first inning, he gave up a leadoff double to Mookie Betts, followed by a home run to Freddie Freeman. That's about a half a billion dollars in two players right there to give the Dodgers an early two to nothing lead. In the top of the second, though, the Pirates did respond. After a leadoff single by Connor Joe, Jack Sawinski swatted a double over left fielder David Peralta's head, putting runners on second and third for the Pirates. That's when Nick Gonzalez hit a double down the third baseline to tie the game at two. Gonzalez now has 11 RBIs in 13 games. He has been solid since his call-up. Unfortunately for the Pirates, that was pretty much the only offense that they would provide for the rest of the game. The only other hit came by Tucapita Marcano late in the game, which was wiped off the bases when the very next hitter, Josh Palacios, also a pinch hitter. Marcano was a pinch hitter as well. But uh, Palacios hit a hard ground ball, double play, inning was over, didn't matter. Overall, though, uh, this was pretty much an easy win for the Dodgers. Max Muncy gave the Pirates the kill shot when he hit a two-run shot off of Oviedo in either the fifth or sixth inning. But uh, like I said, I thought Oviedo pitched pretty well. After that rough first inning, he really settled in nicely before the Muncy home run. But you look at this Pirates team right now, and... They're 40 and 47 going into the All-Star break after this next series at the Diamondbacks. Very easily could be 40 and 50 going into the break after starting the season. 20 and 8, as we know. Doing a little quick math there, that would mean they would have been 20 and 42. So, uh... That's where this team is right now. 20 and 42. That is what this 2020 team was. The 2021 team, the 2022 team. 40 and 47 right now is an improvement overall because you go 20 and 8, those wins are in the bank. But uh, since then, they have been the same old Ben Sherrington, Derek Shelton. Andy Haynes Pirates. Speaking of Andy Haynes, he was ejected in this game after Jack Sawinski was called out on a third strike, which was a strike. Andy Haynes came running out of the dugout, screaming at the umpire. It's the most emotion he has shown this season, for sure, at least publicly. Uh, He was ejected, but I mean, that's just what these Pirates hitters do. That's what they are trained to do. Watch pitches. 
try to draw walks, try to work the count. I like that to an extent, but, uh, you know, when you have a 2-0 count every now and then and the fastball gets piped right down the middle, it's okay to try to swing, try to swing for the fences. I love a patient approach. I do. I get where Andy Haynes is coming from. I get the philosophy he's trying to install, but my goodness, swing the bat, please. I've just been thinking about the Ben Sherrington era here over the past few weeks with the Pirates struggling. Overall, I will say, I like where this lineup is headed. By the end of this year, it should be some combination of Andy Rodriguez at catcher, Santana and Choi at first base. Maybe one or both get dealt at some point. Maybe it's Andy Rodriguez at first base with Henry Davis at catcher. But second base, I like what I've seen from Nick Gonzalez. Shortstop O'Neill Cruz will be here next year at the very latest if he decides that uh, coming back this year isn't in the cards. Maybe not if he decides, but if the Pirates decide. Third base, you have Cabrian Hayes. You have Jared Triolo right behind him as another option. In the outfield, Jack Sawinski is on a 30 home run pace. 30 to, five, 30 to 35 home runs. I like having him out there. Uh, Brian Reynolds also in the outfield. Henry Davis also in the outfield. So I like what this lineup is looking like. Paguero, he's in AAA. He's been pretty solid offensively this season. Maybe he plays some second base. Maybe he gets moved to the outfield at some point. I'm not sure, but he's coming. I like what Ben Sherrington has built offensively in the long term. I do, but you look at this pitching staff and things have just turned into a complete mess over the past month, month and a half. What happened to Rowanzi Contreras? He was sent down to AAA as Cabrian Hayes returned to the lineup last night. He is an absolute shell of himself. What happened to the Luis Ortiz that rose so highly through the rankings of the Pirates system last season and looked solid in his cup of coffee starts last season? What happened to him? This pitching staff is just... I don't know. It It's a mess. The bullpen is a complete mess. You look at this team, Mitch Keller, all-star, is solid. He's fine. Notice how he outsourced his development. Maybe the Pirates uh, pointed him in the right direction of where to get said development, but the development was outsourced nonetheless. He was not good with the Pirates. He went somewhere else. He came back. He got better. He's one of the team's only good pitchers. Him and David Bednar. They are the only two good, solid pitchers that you could say are on this team. Keller pitches every five days. Bednar only pitches the eighth or ninth inning. The rest right now are just... It's a mess. It's a complete mess. Oviedo... 
I, I like what I see from him, but, I mean, you look at it, the ERA is at 475 at this point. Contreras, sent down to AAA. Ortiz, sent down to AAA. Quinn Priester, we'll see when he's called up at some point, but still in AAA. I just, I don't know. And with the draft coming up, I'm Team Cruz. Uh, Skeens probably would help this team tremendously as he is a pitcher that could be an ace in two years, but I just don't trust it. I don't trust taking a pitcher first overall. The guy throws 100 miles an hour. I mean, in my opinion, he's just a ticking time bomb for his arm to explode at some point. I don't mean to be super negative about it, but that's just how I feel. I don't love the risk of taking him. If they do take him 1-1, I'll definitely talk myself into it. But uh, if it were up to me, I would just give Cruz all the slot money he wants at 1-1, call it a day. But I just feel like the Ben Sherrington era, has it's just been messy. It's just been messy. He came in. Tank 2020, Tank 2021, Tank 2022. We're here in 2023. It's probably going to be a 90-loss team with how things are looking, how things are trending. 90-95 losses. They might smell 100 losses again. They're 20-42 and 42 since the end of April. 20-41, and 41, I guess. They finished April 20-9. and 20-41 and 41 since the end of April. That's a 333-ish win percentage. That's like 60 wins. Not even, honestly. That, that's the pace that they're on currently over their past two months. Um, I just... You look at it... Like I said, the pitching is a mess. This team has like five middle infielders. None of them can play shortstop well or over a long period of time. You look at someone like Rodolfo Castro, who's just completely been zapped of any potential that he may have had this season with how he's been treated on this roster, just sitting for weeks at a time, not being allowed to hit left-handed ever, not being allowed to develop, just seeing inconsistent playing time. He's a shell of himself. (laughs) The Pirates bring up Henry Davis, their top catching prospect. He's not allowed to catch at the moment. Who knows when that'll happen, when he will be allowed to catch. The whole value of having a, a catcher that can hit well is is kind of the point of why you took him. I mean, he's a bat-first guy for sure, but what are we doing? Two elite catching prospects. One's not even allowed to play catcher. The, the other hasn't been called up yet. We'll see if he's allowed to catch. I'm sure Andy Rodriguez will catch when he's called up to the big leagues, but the the constant loyalty to Austin Hedges is just mind-boggling. I, I mean, if you want to talk about how well he works with the pitching, well, look at the pitching right now. It's a complete mess. I don't think Henry Davis catching games would hurt the pitching staff at this point. I don't think Henry Davis, if he makes some errors, has some pass balls, 
whatever. I don't think that's hurting this team much more than Austin Hedges hurts this team with his pitcher-like bat. I don't. I just. I don't understand it. I don't understand the Pirates' philosophy of they think that it's better to not gain experience at all rather than gaining experience and potentially failing, it seems like. They'd rather Davis not not catch and not fail rather than gain experience, take his lumps, and perhaps develop into a better catcher. I just don't understand it. We'll see. Perhaps at some point he will catch here in the future, but it's just messy. It's just a messy team. It really is. And the All-Star break's coming up. The Pirates have 12 guys on this team with more than 100 plate appearances. I I get it. I mean, you have platoons, you have this, you have that, but where's the line between starter and bench guy? Maybe moving forward, there will be a clear-cut starting nine, but just constant deck shuffling constant positional tweaking they've just been consistently throwing crap at the wall and trying to see what sticks and more things are not sticking as time goes by and it's just a mess i've said it over and over again on this morning bucket joe but it's just everything is so so messy with this organization there is no organization with this organization it seems like and like I said, there are some positives. I do like where the lineup is headed, but I don't know. What's happened to this pitching staff is an abomination. So there's that. Anyways, the Pirates play the Diamondbacks this weekend in Arizona. They get Zach Gallen tonight, who they did touch up in the time that they faced him earlier this season. We'll see what happens. Mitch Keller pitches Saturday. It's undecided who pitches Sunday. Pretty pretty interesting series for the Pirates because if they go into the All-Star break 40 and 50, I mean that's just that's just pathetic considering how this team started. It really is. And I don't know, maybe they surprise us, win a game or two, but It's just a mess. It's just a mess. That's all there is to it. Everyone have a great weekend. Follow Talk the Plank on Twitter at TalkThePlankPod. Check out Austin Bechtold's interview with Jonathan Mayo discussing who the Pirates should take with their first pick. That's on the Talk the Plank feed. It was a very good conversation. Uh, They also talked about comparing the Pirates' rebuild to the Reds' rebuild. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, Check that out. And uh, we'll be back with another Morning Bucket Joe here soon next week. Um, Well, we'll see what happens with the All-Star break. But uh, everyone have a great weekend. My name is Nathan Hirsch. And peace out. (laughs) 